Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is the lunch rush at your local deli. Orders are flying in. Online, on the phone, and in person. Order for Nick. So is it possible that fast internet could help your business outrun the rush? It is with Comcast Business. Powering your connected devices with gig speed Wi-Fi and fast downloads and uploads. With Comcast Business, next level speed isn't just possible, it's happening. Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. Requires gigabit internet and compatible router. Actual speeds vary. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Friday, April 28th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. A lot to get to here with a 14-game card coming up on Friday. One thing I want to mention very quickly, because I only do this podcast Monday through Friday, we've got two games in Mexico City this weekend the Padres and the Giants. Those are the two teams not in action on Friday. Mexico City is at about 2,000 more feet in elevation than Coors Field. So the ball is really going to carry in that ballpark. I saw Derek Carty, a former contributor to VEASAN.com, post that his projected total for Saturday's game was 17.5. DraftKings opened 8.5 and then quickly took it down and adjusted their number. So keep that in mind with that Padres and Giants game for Saturday, as well as for Sunday, that game being played in extreme elevation down in Mexico City. Make sure you check out everything we have going on over at vcin.com. We got plenty of draft recap coverage, uh, some thoughts from me on Will Levis's slide, Zach Cohen doing a recap, also taking a look at the rookie of the year odds. Once we get those completely finalized as more players go off the board here, on Friday night, NBA and NHL playoffs still going. We've got our NBA hub, our NHL hub for the postseason. Make sure you're checking out Hardwood Handicappers, the Hockey Betting Podcast, the GM Shuffle, Apple Bombs Podcasts, all kinds of great stuff here on our podcast channel at VEASAN. Head to VEASAN.com slash subscribe if you're interested in becoming a subscriber. A lot of good stuff coming down the pike. we got a Kentucky Derby guide coming out next week. College football guide will come out in July. NFL guide probably late July, I would think. So we got a lot of stuff coming your way over at the website. All right. So with that, let's talk about what we've seen here throughout the course of the week. And I, I like to, you know, every couple of days kind of take stock of what's going on league wide in Major League Baseball. And something that, you know, I was wrong about early on in the season. I thought that the pitch clock would increase the walk rate for this year. That has really not been the case. Now that pitchers have gotten into rhythm, they've kind of gotten past some of the early spring training you know, well, or, you know, the issues coming out of spring training, I should say, 
the walk rate is down and the walk rate has been down this week as well. 8.1% walk rate from Monday through Thursday's games. Saw 111 home runs hit across those four days. Strikeout percentage, 23.1%. So as I said, I believe last week on the show, or maybe it was earlier this week, I've kind of been speculating that maybe pitchers have found a new substance that works for them because we're seeing, you know, pretty decent command, I think, on the whole. But we're seeing that strikeout rate and that walk rate. I mean, look, a 15 percent difference between strikeout percentage and walk percentage is a really, really big number. And you can't fall back on, well, you know, hitters are still trying to work on their timing and all this kind of thing. Everybody's into the rhythm of the season now. I mean, most of these teams have played at least 25 games to this point. So I think we've just seen that pitchers have better control now at this point in time. And you can't even say it's something about hitters trying to put balls in play earlier in the count because, you know, they figure they're they got a better chance at getting hits because the shift is gone and all that because the strikeout rate is still up there at 23%. So I do feel like pitchers have maybe zagged back. And look, understandably so, right? I mean, if you're a pitcher, you've got to be pissed off with all these rule changes because all of them have negatively impacted you. All of them have the chance to negatively impact your future earning potential with the bigger bases, the shift ban, the pitch clock, all these different types of things that are out there to encourage offense. Well, look, if you go into contract hearings with a team or if you go into arbitration, something like that, and they're going to compare your numbers with you know your contemporaries over the last few seasons, that's not super fair in this current environment. So I don't blame pitchers for fighting back if that is the case here. And I do think that we may have some evidence that would suggest that possibly pitchers have found some sort of substance here. But again, that walk rate down at 8.1%. And the thing about it is now when you look year over year, which is what I've kind of been doing, trying to compare what this season looks like to other seasons. And again, my cutoff is the stat cast era, which began in 2015. Now, all of a sudden, that walk rate down to 8.9%. And it is still the second highest in that sample size dating back to 2015. It's the highest outside of the COVID year. But that's kind of in line now with 2021, where it was 8.7%. And if we keep getting more of these weeks worth of 8.1%, 8.2%, something like that, that's only going to keep going down. And the strikeout rate has gone back up to 23% from where it was last year at 22.4%. So I do think pitchers are fighting back. And maybe that's something that does kind of curtail offense throughout the summertime because, look, you know, we all just kind of assumed, okay, no shift. You know, as it gets warmer, the ball is going to carry a lot more, this and that. And again, you know, if you see somebody comparing 2023's numbers for home runs to 2022, that's not the, the way to go about it. Um, it's just not. You know, the first six weeks of that 2022 season seemed like the ball was different, seemed like the ball was dead. Also, that super expedited spring training where it was like three weeks of spring instead of six weeks of spring, that kind of threw everybody for a bit of a loop. So just kind of looking at all of the big picture type stuff here, you know, offense is said to be up overs have been more profitable than unders but I do think that we've kind of reached a little bit of a stabilization point across the league as a whole to where maybe some of these totals will be a little bit high maybe we will see kind of a leveling off of overs and unders and again I think two big developments to look at here the strikeout rate is back up and almost kind of in line with 
you know, the pre foreign substance crackdown numbers, and also that the walk rate is slowly but gradually dropping off here for this season. So those are two things that will kind of cut down on offense a little bit, even though we certainly are getting more hits. The batting average on balls in play, 296, the best it's been since that 2019 uh, juiced ball season. And in fact, over the last four days, batting average on balls in play at 300. So we are getting more hits, but we're getting fewer walks now and getting some more strikeouts. So all of it kind of canceling out, I think, as we get some more sample size and get deeper into the season here. Coming up on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets, my look at the Friday card and the four plays that I have for this evening's action. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> All right, we're back here on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. If you get the chance, 
Throw us a five-star review. We'd greatly appreciate it. Rate, review, subscribe this podcast and all of our podcasts if you partake in those. we got a lot of good stuff coming your way here throughout the spring and summer, so keep it locked in at vcin.com. We take a look here at this Friday card and, and a lot of interesting things on this Friday card here. As I said, 14 games, the Giants and the Padres, the only two teams not in action. I want to talk about the Chicago Cubs and the Miami Marlins game here. First one on the board by rotation number. This one's a virtual pick em out there in the marketplace. Minus 105, minus 110 both ways for Marcus Stroman and Jesus Lazardo. And nothing against Marcus Stroman, but when you look at his numbers here so far, regression is coming. And the line would obviously be different if he was facing a better offense, but I gave a lot of thought to going against Stroman here in today's game. 217 ERA, 387 FIP in 29 innings of work. So right there, that's suggestive of some negative regression coming his way. Babip of 214, 58.9% or ground ball rate. You cannot sustain that low of a Babip, especially in a post-shift world where almost 60% of your batted balls are hit on the ground and an 89.1% left on base percentage. Now, in Stroman's defense, the stuff's been pretty good, right? 26.1% strikeout rate, but that's 4.5% better than any of his previous seasons. His swinging strike rate is basically right on par with his career strikeout or swinging strike rate. I think that Marcus Stroman is absolutely looking as one of the bigger regression candidates in Major League Baseball. Now, regression in and of itself comes in a lot of different forms, right? Especially when you have a 217 ERA. He may get blown up and give up eight runs. He may give up four or five runs over four, five, six starts in a row, something like that. But I can tell you that I will be looking to go against Marcus Stroman as we go through the next few weeks here. Hopefully, it doesn't happen today since I didn't take the Marlins, but there are a lot of of just glaring red flags here for Stroman, who is a quality pitcher and will still probably have a good season, but he's pitching way above his true talent level, and also way above what the stats say on him. Rich Hill, Dick Mountain on the bump here for the Pirates as they take on the Washington Nationals and former friend Chad Cool, who's now with the Nationals, spent several years with the Pirates. And this is one where I got really close to taking the Pirates in this game. Weather is a factor. This game could end up getting rained out or shortened, something like that. For Rich Hill, you know, I talked about the mechanical change that he made three starts ago, and he's been really good. Over his last three starts, he struggled in his first two. Everyone wrote him off. He made a mechanical change. Now he's been better. But this is the first time he's facing a pretty good offense against left-handed pitching in the Nationals, who gave us quite a ride yesterday on that 9-8 loss to the Mets as a 2-1 to underdog. But this is a top-10 offense against lefties. And the other offenses that Hill has faced were 15th, the Astros, and then three other teams in the bottom 10. So this will be a good test for Rich Hill here in this start. I think 485 ERA, 620 FIP. Again, a lot of that having to do with the first two starts that he made. But I think this could maybe be a little bit of a trickier start for Rich Hill. We'll see if that comes to fruition. We'll see if the Nationals continue to hit lefties here. But the thing of it is, you know, you can't really fade uh, Rich Hill today because Chad Cool is so bad. Chad Cool, 736 ERA, 733 FIP. 15 runs on 20 hits and 18 and a third, 50.8% hard hit percentage, 14 to 12 strikeout to walk ratio. A lot of things that just don't look good with Chad Cool and also a pretty big velocity drop 
uh, which is never anything that you want to see. Frankly, maybe I should have played the over eight and a half in this game, but again, weather a factor and it could ultimately get rained out. So we'll see if that ends up being the case, but that's a game I wanted to mention here. Another game I wanted to mention between the Mariners and the Blue Jays, Luis Castillo, Alec Manoa in this one. This one, another one of those money line toss up type of games. Both teams minus 105, minus 110 in that range. Total for this game of eight and a half has come down from nine, but remember, you get those park dimension changes at Rogers center that could kind of be factoring in to that total. So I thought really long and hard about Luis Castillo here. The Mariners are a team that I'm trying to buy. Didn't work out with Logan Gilbert the other day, but there are, they are a team I'm looking for spots to play them in. And what spot is better than taking Luis Castillo, right? I mean, Castillo has been phenomenal five runs on 18 hits and 29 and two thirds, 34 to six strikeout to walk ratio. 152 ERA, 167 FIP. The numbers are outstanding for Castillo. However, there are some caveats. Four of his five starts have been at home. This start is in a much better offensive environment than T-Mobile Park. He's allowed a 48.6% hard hit percentage with a 250 batting average on balls in play. That's probably not sustainable. And one other thing here about Castillo, and I was still, despite some of those concerns, ready to back him. Since the start of the season, He's lost 145 RPM off of his fastball. And his slider spin rate's been down a little bit in his last couple of starts. Highest start by exit velocity against was last start. Hard hit percentage was his highest in his last start. That scared me away. I wonder if there's something going on here, whether it's mechanically or something else with Castillo. So even though there are reasons to fade Alec Manoa, and there are reasons to buy the Mariners, a team that is getting you know, a little bit of love almost on a daily basis in the market here. I couldn't get there with Castillo because now I want to see if this is a trend or if it's just kind of one of those things that takes place throughout the course of the season. So I'll be looking at Castillo very, very closely here for this start. Speaking of guys, I'm looking at closely Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Guardians. Guardians, $1.25, $1.20 favorite out there on the road at Fenway Park against the Boston Red Sox. And for Shane Bieber, it, it doesn't look good this year. Strikeout percentage down to 17.6%. Hard hit percentage up to 46.2%. Velocity down once again here. Bieber's got a 323 ERA with a 374 FIP, but a 513 expected ERA. So the low strikeout rate and the contact management numbers have led to a very high expected ERA. And look, here's the thing. He's allowed a 50% or higher hard hit percentage in four of his five starts. The only start he didn't was against the Oakland A's, and we know that they're just not a good team. Also, I've talked about that concept of cluster luck before that Joe Pita talks about in his book, Trading Bases. Well, for Shane Bieber this year, with the bases empty, 279 batting average, 353 on base, 492 slugging, a 367 weighted on base average against. With men on base, though, a 213 Woba against, and with men in scoring position, a 226 Woba against. So Bieber's giving up a lot of hits with the bases empty, but then pitching out of a lot of those jams. And I remember in his first start against Seattle, four different times he stranded a guy at third base. He is teetering right now. 
And his pitch usage, I don't really like. I'm not impressed with anything about Bieber. However, Nick Pavetta just allows way too much hard contact. So I couldn't take the Red Sox in this game. Cleveland doesn't hit the ball all that hard. If they don't today, it's going to really piss me off because that's what you should do against Nick Pavetta. But Shane Bieber is a guy I'm watching very, very closely. The underlying metrics and the underlying signs look very, very concerning for the Cleveland Ace. All right, let's get to the four plays that I've got here for today. Three of them in the National League, one of them in interleague action. We start with laying a number on the Braves, minus 140 here with Max Freed on the bump going up against David Peterson. Now, this is a game where it has a very good chance of getting rained out, so maybe this one doesn't go. Maybe this is the matchup tomorrow in the doubleheader, but Max Freed's looked good. In his two starts coming back from the injured list, has not allowed a run, nine strikeouts, three walks, just seven hits allowed in 11 and two-third, and he's faced the Padres and the Astros in those starts, so two pretty good offenses on the whole, at least talented offenses, only five hard-hit balls out of 30 batted ball events in those two starts. And David Peterson, it's been the opposite. And also, really tough draw here today. The Braves are third in weighted on base average at 370, third in WRC plus at 131, meaning they're 31% above league average offensively against lefties. Only the Rays and the Cardinals are better. Meanwhile, the Mets are a league average-ish type of offense against lefties. So a big advantage here for the Braves in the starting pitching department. Big advantage with the lineup as well as Peterson in his last couple of starts, 13 runs on 14 hits. He's given up five home runs in that span. His slider is getting crushed. His slider spin rate was down in his last two outings. So I don't think that's a reliable pitch for him. Uh, The Mets top two relievers have been used in back-to-back days. The Braves have a much deeper bullpen. So better lineup, better starting pitcher, better bullpen. Braves at minus 140 was a play for the article, but you can find minus 135 out there in the marketplace. Next up on the card here is the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're a $1.25 favorite, total of 11 at Coors Field against the Colorado Rockies. You got Merrill Kelly and Kyle Freeland in this one. Freeland, uh, look, you know, I I saw the regression signs coming. I didn't take them in his start against the Pirates. I probably should have. He struggled again in his last start against the Cardinals. And I would anticipate he struggles again here. Fastball velocity is down. That's a problem for him. Also, he's running a 244 batting average on balls in play. That will not continue, especially pitching at Coors Field, where the BABIP ends up being easily the highest in the league on an annual basis. Giving up a lot of hard hit balls, giving up six homers in his last three starts. Uh, His pitch mix, I'm not really impressed with. And the thing I think is really interesting about this game is You know, we think a lot of times about pitchers struggling at Coors Field, but for Merrill Kelly, this season, 17 walks and 26 and a third. That is not a good number. He does have 25 strikeouts to go along with it, but I think for Kelly, where his spin rates are up this year, he's had a little bit of issue controlling his pitches. Well, at Coors Field, it's probably going to regress your spin rates a little bit, could regress them back to where he normally is, to where he may have better control in this start at Coors Field, which is kind of, to some degree, a little bit of an anomaly. But I like where Kelly's at. I really like Brent Strom, Arizona's pitching coach. And outside of the walks, I mean, Kelly's been pretty good on the whole. He's had the good strikeout numbers, 342 ERA, only given up a couple of home runs. That should help Kelly and the Diamondbacks here in this one. And then also, I want to mention this, 
StatCast's outs above average metric. This is a defensive metric according to StatCast. Arizona is plus 10 in outs above average. Colorado is dead last at minus 15. So the Diamondbacks are a much, much better defensive team than the Rockies. And in a big ballpark like this, I think that's something that should ultimately help Arizona, not only in this game, but also for this series as a whole. And if you look at fan graphs and you look at their all-encompassing DEF metric, Arizona's second and Colorado is 27th. So the Rockies at a defensive disadvantage here. Their lineup is awful against right-handed pitching and awful against most everybody. And they're sending Freeland to the mound. I think the Diamondbacks are cheap here at minus 125. So that's another play for Friday. Next up here, the Cardinals and the Dodgers. And there's a lot of panic out there in the marketplace in the baseball community about the Dodgers. Uh, Look, I get it. I mean, you know, the standard is really, really high for them. They've lost back-to-back series. Didn't look great against the Pirates. I fully understand that. I knew that this team didn't have the same lineup depth as we've seen from Dodgers teams here recently. But this Dodgers team has a good matchup today. Jack Flaherty's walked everybody and their brother this season here so far. And the Dodgers lead the league in walk rate at 11.6%. They're second in walk rate against righties at 11.7%. They're a top five offense against righties, 342 Woba, 116 WRC+. They're scoring over five runs per game, and they've been one of the worst offenses in baseball against left-handed pitching. Jack Flaherty this season, a lot of walks. 242 Babbitt against, which has definitely helped him as well. Uh, 80 and a half left on base percentage. Flaherty's walked 19 guys in 27 and a third. And the Dodgers actually have the second fewest plate appearances with a runner in scoring position this season. I think that changes today. I think they have a lot of traffic out there against Jack Flaherty. And Dustin May, while there are some regression signs in his profile, he's limited hard contact. He's not allowing a whole lot of hits, not allowing a whole lot of runs. Righties have been very ineffective against him both this season and throughout his career. So I laid the price with the Dodgers here, minus 135 with May on the bump against Flaherty and the Cardinals. So three favorites in the National League here, Max Fried and the Braves at minus 140. You can find minus 130, minus 135 out there. Shop around as always. I'm just citing the prices from the article, which come from DraftKings, which as I've talked about before, they use 20 cent lines on you know, full game money lines and 30 cent lines on first five money lines and stuff like that. So shop around as always. Uh, Kelly and the Diamondbacks minus 125, May and the Dodgers minus 135. And then one dog here for you in interleague action. This is between the Angels and the Brewers. You got Tyler Anderson and Wade Miley in this game. And I'm this is just a straight fade of Wade Miley. Wade Miley on the year, eight five runs allowed on 18 hits and 23 innings. That's really good. hard hit percentage, 239 BABIP against. That's going to regress a little bit. Only 17 strikeouts in 23 innings, 89.1% left on base percentage. Miley is due for a big helping of regression here. And the Angels have a top five offense against lefties. They're a very, very right-handed heavy lineup. They're fourth in WOBA and WRC+. And the Brewers are 29th in WOBA and WRC+, against lefties. Tyler Anderson doesn't rack up strikeouts, but I think at some point he's going to get back on track here. Why not against the Brewers? A bottom five, really bottom two offense against lefties. 
And Miley, a lefty, draws a top five offense against lefties. So this is just a fade of Wade Miley more than anything. Uh, so I took the Angels first five at plus 105. So Braves, Diamondbacks, Dodgers, minus 140, minus 125, minus 135, three money line favorites for today. And then the Angels plus 105 for the first five. I'll be back again on Monday with a new edition of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Rate, review, subscribe, check out the Saturday article, and I will talk to you again after the weekend. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.